Hi, welcome to the Read, Play, Talk podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Paris. And I'm your other host, Jack Love. This podcast is a resource for parents and caregivers as we educate on the importance of reading, playing, and talking with children every day. In this episode, we are talking with Kate Sandersfield, who is the shelter coordinator at the Balt Springs Animal Shelter. Yeah, this is going to be a cool one because this is different. I mean, we're outside of our lanes here, right? Yes, wheels off. And I love Kate. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on our podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome. Thank you. I say different. I mean, it'll tie in. I think people will be impressed on how we tie it in, right? I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, Kate, before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a mother of five and a grandma to three. So we've done a lot of reading in our house. I grew up on a farm in Colorado, so that's where my passion for animals came to light. But I also loved to read as a kid. I read on the bus. I read on recess. And even when I was supposed to be sleeping, I read by the streetlight that shined in my window. So oh, I, I love it. Everything. That's a good story, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And right now I work at the Box Springs Animal Shelter as shelter coordinator. How long have you been in that role? I've been there two and a half years in that role. It'll be three years in December. Okay, great. Wow, wow that's awesome. I like the streetlight story. I know, you're a rebel. I'm a rebel, <laughs> rebel, yeah, yeah. Me All too. Right. <laughs> so we're talking about the Balch Springs Animal Shelter a little bit today. And uh, can you kind of fill us in on maybe what kind of services they provide, what kind of animals you guys have, you take in, those types of things? Sure. Well, we take in dogs and cats, of course. Sometimes we get the occasional guinea pig or rabbit. We've had pigs, goats. I think that's about it. And no, no lizards? Snakes. No, no lizards yet, we hope, <laughs> but they haven't showed up yet. What we do is we're responsible for the health and safety of our community, the animals and the humans. So we run the calls, pick the animals up, try to find them homes, keep them healthy the best we can. Very nice. I got to imagine that's a pretty rewarding job, no? I love what I do. So, you know, if we can save one, two, ten, a hundred, doesn't matter to me. It's, I I love it. Yeah. So for people who don't know, the animal shelter is located right next to Floyd Elementary. Like there's just a, a fence or a gate that really separates you guys. And I found out about this, I guess, last school year from a teacher at Floyd, Mandy Tecklenburg. And she was telling me about this partnership that y'all have with Floyd called Tales to Tales. And I just thought it was the greatest idea and such a unique opportunity for our students to get to experience the animal shelter in this way. And so can you just tell our listeners what is Tales to Tales and where the idea came from? It's a silly little concept, but (laughs) it is so powerful. I love it. It's my favorite program at the animal shelter. Parents come in with their children. We have a whole bunch of little kids asking how they can help out at the animal shelter. I guess, unfortunately, but for safety reasons, we can only have 17 and above as volunteers. So I was thinking, how can we get the little kids in? So I started doing some research, and I came across a news story online from the Humane Society in St. Louis, Missouri. They had started a Tales to Tales program, I think, Back in 2008, they call it the Reading Buddies Program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think we can do that. So I opened the doors an hour early one Saturday, of course, after advertising for the week on our Facebook page, and we filled up. Wow. Every Saturday thereafter. And we take the photographs. Uh, It's a really cute program. 
We'd take the photographs of the kids and the animals and post them on Facebook. And then before you know it, Miss Tecklenburg sent me an email, how do we get in on that? So that's how we started having Floyd Elementary over every other Friday. And right after Floyd got a hold of us, Porter Elementary contacted us. So we're trading out Fridays. It took off. The community loved it. The kids love it. It's incredible. Every Friday, Saturday, you could hear nothing but little kids mm. reading to dogs. That's so cool. It's really, really cool. The pictures are the sweetest. I bet. I'm going to have yeah, to yeah, post yeah. some yeah. so people can see. So we got little kids reading to dogs, right? Which just, I mean, outside of watermelon wine, right? What else do you love besides? <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> so how have you seen Tales to Tales benefit kids, but not only the kids, do the animals benefit? What are some examples you've seen of that? That is one of the most incredible things about this program. The Tales to Tales program builds relationships. And for the kids, it's like threefold. They build a relationship with reading, of course. Mm -hmm. They build a relationship with the animals and with their community. So they're like giving back. The kids practicing reading to dogs who are or cats or guinea pigs, those animals are non-judgmental. They don't stop them to correct them or say you said that wrong. So the children have the freedom there to explore and practice. It doesn't matter their reading levels. They do really good at it. So or they get really good at it. And they also get confidence with the animals. We see children come in who are just terrified of dogs. By the time they leave, they're just, oh, I gave it a pet. I was mm. able to give it a treat. It actually read my story. So the kids benefit quite a bit. Did you ask how the dogs benefit? I did. I yes. Yeah. Or the cats or the guinea pigs. Yeah. Or <laughs> the animals. Yes, the yeah, yeah. animals. So shelter animals come to us. They are lonely. They're scared. They've been deprived most of the times of human interaction. So when these children come in, you know, they're smaller than us. They're not nearly as intimidating. So they get up close to the kennel. They start reading in a cadence with these soft little voices. And the scared dogs, they move forward out of curiosity and they realize, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Our crazy dogs, they settle down and listen to the story. It's almost like the children's voices is a sleep elixir. They mm -hmm. just, they mellow out. So the kids really do a lot of good for our animals. It It is amazing. You, know, you have to come and witness it. If you walk into an animal shelter when the children aren't there, there's a lot of barking and whining and, you know, almost deafening noise. But when the children are there, that's all you hear are the little kids. That's so, that's so awesome. And it, it's just heartbreaking when you when you have a dog who's so skittish and won't get next to a person. So, you know, when you can when you bring them to it, it sounds with like such ease. Um, that's a pretty cool little deal. Yeah, yeah, it's like the children are magical. Yes. Yeah, they really are. And that's, man, when I first heard about this partnership and started talking to Ms. Tecklenburg more and then you, I just was amazed at how both sides benefited from it. I loved when Ms. Tecklenburg said, you know, the kids who are hesitant to read out loud in front of their peers, like that nervousness goes away because like you said, the dog's not going to call out and be like, oh, you said that word wrong or you missed a word, but just develops their confidence. And then I think we have a picture of a dog, you know, he started out kind of further away. And then by the end of the story, he was right up next to the gate right there and listening to the child read. And I just, I love that, that it benefits both sides. It's not just good for the kids. It's not just good for the animals, but for both. And I think it's really sweet. It, it ticks every box of Replay Talk. Yeah, Every single one. Your community partner, 
right? Mm-hmm. You're reading, you're playing oftentimes, and you're talking. Yes. I mean, every box, this is a perfect example of how replay talk is supposed to work. So thank you for that. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the funny thing is, too, that the dogs know when story day is. So funny. It's only two days a week, mm-hmm. but come Friday or Saturday, they're like watching the door, waiting for the <laughs> kids to people? come. Aww. Yeah, it's amazing. And they look at the books. The kids love that. They'll be reading to them and show them a picture, and the dogs actually, (laughs) or cats, they like study, or cats will reach out and turn the page. So that's a good trick for getting your children to read too because they think it's fun to go and read to the animals versus read the story to your brother or sister, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a trick, a prize for reading a book. Exactly. Yeah, I think you are like the ideal community partner because I, you know, we'll talk to a lot of businesses and they're like, well, I don't really do much with kids. Like, that's not really what my business model is about. And an animal shelter, I mean, kids really isn't your biggest clientele either. You know, you're mainly dealing with adults and animals and things like that. They could be a volunteer. Yes, but we found a unique way to get them involved and, like you said, to give back to their community. So I want to talk to you about something else, too, because I know you have a desire to, like, interact more with kids, like get into the schools. You've been a guest reader at several community story times. I saw you at the Ball Springs Public Library, and you drew a big crowd for that. And then you came and were a guest reader for us at Townie Small for one of our Read, Play, Talk story times. And I know you've expressed interest, like, I want to go into the schools. Like, I want to read to the kids and interact with them. Why is that something that's important to you and something that you want to do? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but the main thing is something that amazes me outside of reading when these kids come is how children have such a natural compassion. And this gives them an opportunity to build on that. Almost makes me want to cry. (laughs) But the children, they care for each other. If there's Mm -hmm. a scared child, they help. Another child will help the scared child they give to the animals. Plus, you know, being an animal shelter worker, it's a great way for me to pick and choose stories that teach about animal care. Mm -hmm. So I'm hitting the younger generations. Maybe we can change things by, you know, telling children it's not silly to have compassion for a dog or a Mm -hmm. rabbit, teaching them that they actually do have feelings. And also reading was a huge thing for me because it was a way to travel I could learn about other cultures. I could see things from somebody else's side. So me growing up, I feel like it helped me with compassion for other people as well. So mm-hmm. in, I read to the animals on the farm. Whatever I could get my hands on, you know, in the moment out there in the corner, I guess what I you know, would like for them all to take from this is a sense of community, faith and pride in their compassion, mm-hmm. not be embarrassed about it, and the love of reading. Mm-hmm. Travel in your mind is cheaper than gas. That's right. <laughs> that's true. And I, I, I really don't think I've seen a, a guest that we've had that's been, I mean, you can just tell how important this is to her. She is passionate about her job, yeah, for sure. 100%. She's going to make me cry. Right. <laughs> I'm, just, and I'm serious. I'm like holding it back over. <laughs> so thank you so much for all that you do with, with the program. You're very welcome. So we talked earlier, we touched on that there's volunteer opportunities, you know, for 17-year-olds and above. Are are there any other opportunities maybe at your shelter or other shelters around the area that uh, folks could help pitch in and uh, learn more about ways to give back to animal shelters in general? Absolutely. There's a number of ways. I suggest contacting your local animal shelter 
every animal shelter right now is at capacity or above. We're having a horrible time with strays and dump dogs. So they could use all the support they can get. So you can do things like walk the dogs. They need dog walkers. These animals do need other people to come in because they get set in a loop where they trust the shelter workers, but then other people come in and they're like either afraid of them or want nothing to do with them. They want the lady who just walked that way with my bag of treats. Sure. So you can help socialize the animals that way. If you're afraid to work with the animals, there's things like making dog or cat toys. Call up your animal shelter. Sometimes they need help making adoption folders or help running an event can donate items that they need. Most animal shelters on their website, they'll have like an Amazon wish list or a needs list. So you could find that there. And of course, you know, money donations. But there's lots of ways that you can help. The most important way you can help is microchip, vaccinate, and keep your puppies at home. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. Microchip, vaccinate, and keep your puppies at home. There you go. What about the cats and the those two. Those two. Those two. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Everybody got it. It's an all skate. Yes. Everybody. Well, great. And I'm sure you encourage, or we can encourage our listeners, if you've know, got a kid at home who also has a pet, like sit down and read to your pet too yeah. and develop that bond with them. And it's something really cool. When I started doing this, I started noticing Facebook posts from other animal shelters. They're doing it too. So oh. check with your local animal yes. shelter Look because at you. I think started they a have. trend. I don't know if I started it. I think but you did. I Take it. credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> Help push it for sure. Well, right? the St. Louis Humane Society started it, so <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> but it looked like a cute program, and I I had no idea how amazing it would be. I encourage parents to take their children, just try it, see. It's like a miracle. It's all right there, like you said. It not only checks off all of your boxes, but you know, it's just such a cohesive partnership. It's really cool. It's fun to see in person. So thank you so much for what you do. And thank you for agreeing to be on our podcast episode today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Read Play Talk podcast with our guest, Kate Sandersfeld from the Balt Springs Animal Shelter. We would love it if you would share this episode with friends and other families in your community that could benefit from this information. Our episodes are released monthly and you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you're interested in ideas on how to read, play, and talk together at home, you can follow us on our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Read Play Talk and on Twitter at Read Play Talk TX.